0: Go, Sergio, on the vet back again. Sergio, what's going on, brother?
1: Hey, uh, what's new?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know, man. Not not a lot. But that's 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 where you come in. Tell us what's new in the world of wrestling.
1: That's right. Well, not a whole lot of news this week, other than um, the unfortunate uh, arrest of Alberto Del Rio uh, under some sexual assault charges. So uh, this occurred, uh, I guess, on May third. Uh, Del Rio. And it, well, occurred in San Antonio, Texas, his home. Uh, apparently, I guess the girl who he's with or whatever uh, was reportedly being unfaithful. It uh, doesn't claim how he found out if it happened. But nonetheless, uh, according to the report, uh, Del Rio smashed her cell phone and laptop. He attempted to burn her passport. Apparently, she only speaks Spanish, so we can assume that she lives in Mexico, obviously. Um, so the attack lasted from around 10 p.m. on May 3rd. Until two thirty PM the next day. Whoa. So it says here that uh, which is a long time. Uh, the woman claimed whoa, that. The- whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, wait a minute! 10, 10 PM to two thirty PM.
1: Yeah. So we're talking so guess, uh, twelve. Uh, like 14 16 and hours? a half
0: hours? Yeah. Geez.
1: Yeah. Um. Now it is claimed by a woman, and they do tend to kind of exaggerate. But uh, you know, maybe it's maybe it's truthful. Uh. So uh, uh the woman claimed that Del Rio had choked her and shoved a sock in her mouth to keep her quiet. Um she said that she couldn't breathe while the sock was in her mouth. Uh he also she also claimed that Del Rio hit her several times in the head that left her feeling woozy and dizzy. She claims that during the attack Del Rio also sexually assaulted her with his penis and other body parts. Um so I don't know if she was dick slapped or what exactly that means, but nonetheless. Um she was adamant that she did not consent to any sexual activity. Uh, the victim said that she's afraid that Del Rio had planned to leave the city as soon as possible and she had multiple bruises on her face, arms, legs, and neck. Uh, they did report that she is 5 532 pounds, while Del Rio is six four two forty. Uh He was released on a $50,000 bail. And, yeah, that's all we have right now. Uh, he looks pretty intense in his mugshot. Yeah. It's unfortunate, uh, man. Uh he's a I was always a really really big fan of his and I was hoping to see him on TV at some point, but that's definitely not going to happen now.
0: No. Um Yeah, I just I mean, what what can you say to all that? I mean, you said it. TMZ got it from the police report. Yeah. And you know, like you said jokingly, um, women tend to exaggerate. Uh,
1: so yeah, I was partially joking.
0: Yeah. Even so, <laughs> even so though, I mean, we don't really know what happened cause we weren't there, so we can't comment too much on it. But what we do, uh, know is that Del Rio has a history of domestic problems, you know, most recently, uh, in memory with, uh, you know, his, his relationship with page, um, there was always a lot of drama there, you know, um, I don't know if he assaulted her yeah. with his penis or anything, but, um, you know, that yeah. this, this, this kind of stuff is all like doing, doing weird shit and messed up shit is normal for a wrestler. So when the average person would hear a news story like this, they just think of him as like, you know, like, Oh, what a monster, you know? But to him, it's probably no big deal. It's just another day at the office, so to speak. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, TMZ's, so. TMZ's caught him a couple times, man. I remember seeing the video of him at the airport. Um, I guess uh, there was cocaine on him or something. Uh, um, we've got, you know, the fights with him and Paige. We've got the uh, the shit-talking he did at Triple H. All, you know, all, all on camera, all, on, I think, on TMZ, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so he seems to be kind of a loose cannon, you know.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully he can... Um get the help that he needs and get his life back in order. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I I would, I would, mm, I'm not going to say I would expect to never see him again in any capacity because this is a guy who, you know, he, he'll, he'll start his own promotion for things. You know, he'll start his own wrestling promotion, his own what Combate is America's was, wasn't that his, didn't he start that up like himself? I mean, if yeah, no one else like is going to put him on an TV. An yeah. yeah. It, um, if no one else will put him on TV, he'll put himself on TV or, or whatever. You know, somebody will do business with him somewhere uh, if, if it comes to that. You know, but getting a run in one of the major companies. Well, probably not. Not not as likely now. Uh, so we'll just have to see if anything else you know, comes with this, but I mean,
1: yeah, man, it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, th- this, you know, like I said, the doubt comes from the history, right? This isn't this. If this was an isolated incident, you'd think, well, it's, you know, but the, the, this is not. This is not the first time. It's not even the second time. It's not even the third time. Um, yeah. but it, it is the most extreme. You know, of all the stories we've heard so far, I think this is pretty much, you know, he's topped them all so far, right?
1: I mean, if found guilty, I don't know if I mentioned she was tied to the chair, but I guess Mm -hmm. that'd be what technically be kidnapping. You've got assault, abuse, Mm -hmm. rape. I don't know. I mean, shit. I mean, he could be looking at what? 10 years in prison, give or take. Oh, yeah. Sucks.
0: And for what? You know, so, okay. So she, so she cheated on you if she cheated on you. But let's say, let's say worst case scenario, she did. So just move on, you know,
1: Oh ho- was going to be a hoe, you know,
0: <laughs>
1: seriously. <laughs> so. yeah,
0: yeah. Just, just like, don't, don't care about it. Just move on. You know, it's just, I don't, I don't just I, I guess I'll just, I'll just never be able to um, put myself in the, in the mental uh, state of somebody that that's like that. I can't think like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, fuck. Maybe, not to, not to justify it, but maybe, you know, he could have been on coke, could have been drunk, both, give or take. I mean, you know, maybe he wasn't in his right mind, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, well, after 16 hours, like you're going to sober up at some point, unless he just keeps on drinking. So, yeah. and you would, think, you would think that she would mention that, too, in the police report. Like, if there was some sort of substance uh, abuse, like, you know, that that'd be pertinent information that people would probably like to know. Yeah, yeah. So well.
1: Yeah, well another new well it's not really news, but um I mean well sort of is with you know with a lack of details, but apparently NWA has a new show coming out on Tuesday called Cornyland. Now there's no details, but apparently um uh, Billy Corgan made mentioned that um He's trying to uh, just come up with a different concept because, you know, they don't really have the ability to... Well, I mean, I guess they can tape shows in no crowd, but they're not doing that. So they have this show here, so I don't know. It should be interesting. The name is Carnyland. Uh, I guess we can only... Um, <clears throat> we can have our assumptions what that could be. I mean, Carney, wrestling, I mean, I don't
0: know. NWA has done a decent job under Billy Corgan of... You know, sort of being a little more protective of the business than some of these other companies have. Uh, so I'm not really sure what it might be, but he's a creative guy, and he's probably thinking outside the box here. So, yeah. hey,
1: if, we, if, we can see a, if we can see a half-naked Camille and Eli Drake cut some promos, I'm in.
0: Uh, do, you, do, you, uh, do you want both of them to be half-naked while cutting promos? No, no, no.
1: <clears throat> Eli Drake can be fully clothed. Preferably, uh, Camille should be, uh, less close as possible.
0: All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you said, lack of details. I just, um, I didn't even hear this announcement. I didn't have a chance to watch, you know, whatever their YouTube show was that they put up because there was just, everything was just so damn long. Um, like, normally, I think, I think it was, like, an hour and something. It was, like, quite, quite like, a long episode. Uh, and I guess he made the announcement at the end of the episode mm. or something like that. So I didn't get a chance to watch it.
1: Yeah, I started to kind of tune out. I, I, the show was intriguing at first. After a while, it was just a little a little too basic for me. I just, I wasn't that entertained by it. But, you know, I had to keep tabs on what's going on and who's there and stuff, so... I'll check the show out, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, NWA is very good in its bite-sized form. You know, when it's like forty-five minutes, yeah. fifty minutes an hour, something like that. It ma- it makes it go by a lot quicker. Um, anything longer than that, you start to kind of overstay your welcome. But they haven't been putting up regular content um, ever since this uh, pandemic, so you never know what you're going to get a uh, week to week, and now that's supposed to be next Tuesday that this show. Uh,
1: yeah. So the nineteenth should be uh, next Tuesday, yep.
0: All right. Well we'll just look forward to it.
1: Speaking of uh-huh. Tuesdays, uh did you catch backstage last night? I didn't, but I heard CM Punk was on it, so I'll have to watch it today.
0: Yes, I did get a chance to watch it.
1: Okay. I like I really like seeing Punk on there. Uh he, he I like how he shoots, but I will say the last time I saw him on there. He seemed to be a little bit more, less critical of the company. So I don't know if that was coincidence. Uh, was he equally less critical last night?
0: They, I, I don't know if it's on purpose, but it seems like they kind of, sh- they kind of uh, shy away from, you know, maybe, maybe they, you know, Fox runs the show, so it's not a WWE hands-on show, but that doesn't mean that the WWE can't direct. Renee to, uh, you know, try to steer the conversations away from certain aspects of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but for example, like, uh, well, I don't want to say, I don't want to say yet. I don't want to bury the lead, but um, he just had. Let's just say he had some um, some creative uh, booking ideas for the Becky and (laughs) Oscar from Monday Night Raw.
1: What? what, Without spoiling it, would you say they were good or bad?
0: I don't even know if he was serious or not. That's the that's the thing you can you can't tell if he's okay. just is he just joking because he doesn't care. But um, gotcha. Yeah. So,
1: <clears throat> um. Yeah. Well, another small piece of news here. Um, Okada had donated five million yen to the um, the Corona Relief Fund, Coronavirus Relief really, Relief really, really Fund. So, five million yen equals around forty seven thousand dollars in a in u s money, which yeah. is a pretty nice chunk of change. I don't know what those guys get paid over there, but um yeah a pretty decent amount of money
0: yeah well he is a he is a superhero after all, so it only makes sense that he would do something for all the he would make it rain you know for all the people
1: uh, yeah, he is the rainmaker, so yeah, that makes sense
0: yeah mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh,
1: no, that's that... really all I got for the news.
0: All right. Well, let's um, let's. Ch- <laughs> did you happen to see? Probably not. Um, did you happen to? Yeah. Did you happen to check it out?
1: No, but I read something. Tony Khan thanks the fans. Was it? Was it a two-hour episode?
0: It was like, Okay, so they they had like about twenty-nine matches on this episode. Uh, I have no idea why. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that much, but it was a lot. It was more matches than it was on Money in the Bank. That's for sure. Um,
1: Were the matches short?
0: For the most part. Okay. Dude, it might have been like, no joke. It might have been like eight matches, eight, nine. I, I lost count. Wow. Uh, yeah, there was just, just. I, and I don't know why either. You know, like I, I don't know what the special occasion was. Uh, obviously this is the first time that they've been back to recording uh, at Daly's place with more of the roster than they had in the past few weeks from all the episodes that they taped uh, and just and just held on to. Yeah. So, you know, you know, there there's a few matches on there. So the there was the guy um who took Kenny Omega to the limit. He got a shot at sure. Phoenix. So
1: okay.
0: I'm thinking like, I'm watching this match and he's like, you know, getting some shit in a little bit on Phoenix. And I'm, I'm so I'm thinking, does now everybody going forward have to pay for Kenny's mistake and have a competitive match with this guy? Like, is this just going to be the thing? Like, well, look, we can't just, we can't just squash him in five seconds. Now we we've all got to have matches with him. You know, Kenny ruined it for everybody.
1: <laughs> they, might, they might have to sign him to a new contract.
0: Well, they might. Well, I mean, so, no. the, the guy. I mean, the guy himself. It's like he looks like. What does he look like? He looks like friggin', uh, what's his name from the Dark Order? Not Uno, but the other one. Stu Grayson. Yeah, Stu Grayson. He looks kind of like Stu Grayson. You know, Dude, they
1: have they have too many guys there that look like Stu Grayson. There's another job that looks like him. They have a referee that looks like him.
0: Yeah, two referees that kind of look. So yeah. isn't there don't they have like two bald refs with goatees? I, I think I'm
1: so. A,
0: yeah, even if not one is one is enough. There, there there's a lot of guys that are that are like that. So Yeah, but uh also um Danny Jordan returns okay. uh complete with her uh, burn book and she worked uh Statlander. So okay. you know danny jordan which is funny because she's so she's she's got the burn book so she's doing the mean girls gimmick but she was always sitting on the baby face side on all those episodes with you know the jobbers in the audience so i don't know if she's supposed to be a did they just not have enough people to fill out both sides or did they not care about what her character was supposed to be or i don't know
1: they mentioned phoenix was pentagon not there
0: Uh, he might've been there. No, he's, uh, so they meant, so I guess Excalibur talked about it and said that, uh, the death triangle is all in separate areas of the world. So Phoenix is stuck here in America, Pentagon stuck in Mexico. And of course, uh, PAC is stuck in, uh, England. So, so uh, we, we get Phoenix. But even, even he, like, we hadn't seen him in how long? Right? It's been so a lot. while.
1: I am miss, missing the Lucha Brothers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can see one Lucha Brother. Uh, if you watch this massive episode of AEW. It's not, you know, it's so, the whole thing's stupid. Like, you call it dark. A dark match isn't filmed in the first place. So, yeah. you got this whole YouTube show called Dark. Like, it's not dark. You filmed it. It's literally the only thing it means is that the cameras are off. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, But anyway, that was it. And then there was a ton of other crap. Just like, you know, if you want to see uh, uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Luther, you know, that's on there. Mm. Was
1: was Luther and Lucha Underground?
0: No. Pretty Pretty sure not. I didn't recognize him. Anyways, um, yeah, so that is about all I've got for that one. And trying to think, should I just go right to, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's just go right to Dynamite now. We'll take a break yeah. after. Um. So right off the bat, um, Joey Janela. Holy fuck. Good God. He's been, he's been gone and he's one of the other guys that's been gone and he came back and I forgot how bad he was. Um, but Jesus Christ, this, uh, this, this is a match with Cody. Uh, this is some of the worst shit I've ever seen in a televised match. Uh, it's the kind of stuff that would only be acceptable from what someone that calls himself a professional wrestler. Um, well, it's not it's not acceptable for somebody that calls themselves a professional. So the only way it would be acceptable is if this was one of those situations where there was like a celebrity that had to have a match that's never been in the ring before, you know, like Seth Green or somebody. Uh, this that's that's the level that we're at here. And um I I just man.
1: So like I know I know Joey's, you know, not to speak bad of the guy, but I know he's friends with, you know, A lot of people, that's probably why he's there, obviously. When you have a Tony Khan, you know, sitting, watching the monitor, I mean, what's he thinking, you know? I mean, because, like, you know, Joey Janelle is one example of, you know, quite a few guys that probably shouldn't be on TV in that company, and now you have all these WB releases, you know, that should be on TV. Um, You know, do, do they plan on making cuts? You know, I wonder what the mindset is, you know?
0: I don't know, but he's had plenty of opportunities to see... Joey Janela this is not like anywhere near the first time he's been on uh you know what you have at this point and he walks in there every day that you see him and you see this short no body having no charisma having no athleticism having this this there's like it's not a surprise to anybody it it only felt surprising because he'd been absent from tv for so long that when I saw it again it was just like you know, like a someone threw a, a, a freezing cold bucket of water in my face. Um, and he's probably worse than he was because he probably hasn't done anything for however many weeks it's been. So he got worse because he hadn't been doing it. And it was already bad. So there was the. Um, there's like, oh God, there's so many. So I could have I could have put together a whole podcast about all the things that he did that just embarrassed himself and everybody else, probably Cody too. And, you know, it's, it's uh, on top of all the, on top of all that it's, this match was like 15 minutes long. So if it takes Cody you know, forget about how it looks. Let's just go from a, like a psychology perspective. If it takes Cody 15 minutes to put this guy away, I guess, you know, Lance Archer does have a chance after all of winning that tournament.
1: <laughs> I think that's I think that's Cody's thing right now. He wants to put on long matches and try to make everyone look as good as possible, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like I don't know man like I don't, I don't, you know i mean when, when John Cena was doing it, you know during his uh u s title run that's one thing, but it's, it's you know but John Cena was doing that with Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens yeah i mean I, yeah, I, who's I the worst
0: who's the worst person John Cena had to work with
1: I mean. Maybe in terms of like position on the card, maybe Stardust, but uh, that was still—I mean, it's still Cody Rhodes. It's you know still yeah. it could be a believable, a believable competitive match, but not not like in this not what Cody Rhodes is doing, in my opinion.
0: No. Um, and the, there, there's there's got to be there's there's got to be no way that he could have thought it could be that bad. Uh, so he 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 probably, if he were to watch that match and had to do it over again, I'm sure he'd do it differently. I'm sure he'd probably, he'd probably beat him in like five, six minutes. I wonder, man. Yeah. But he probably, you know, with his own arrogance, he probably just figured, well, I can get anybody, I can carry anybody through a match, even Joey Janela. I mean, he knows, he's gotta know Joey is bad. If he doesn't know Joey is bad, then He has no eye for the business whatsoever so he has to know that and it was probably his own you know him flying too close to the sun here and his wings melting so um nyla rose beats up a girl and then uh mjf does a vignette which is cool and then sean's one
1: one hell of a promo Mm
0: -hmm. i mean but it's it's typical stuff for him yeah. Then there's then there's Sean Spears does a vignette. um, Then they both do an on-camera from the arena. And MJF makes a comment, and he uses explicitly the phrase, play wrestlers, which is a Jim Cornette line. And I'm just going to, I don't know who he's talking about specifically or if he meant it like this, but I'm just going to take it as a shot at Joey Janela. And anybody else you want to throw in there, but, you know, um, even if he didn't mean it that way, that's how I'm going to take it. So he called Joey Janela a play wrestler. Um, Yeah, so, and then we had, when Spears tried to tie in, like, the, um, you know, the Cody Rhodes, like, he's still going to the Cody Rhodes thing and trying to say, you know, oh, you didn't throw in the towel for your brother against Lance Archer, so, you know. What kind of a brother are you, type thing? Hmm.
1: It was good. I liked it. I liked the promo.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, though, is like, is there going to still be business with them? I mean, obviously, it wasn't. It w- it wouldn't be the case of like, oh, he just you just stuck the micro in the microphone in his face and he went into business for himself because it was a fully produced vignette, you know. So yeah, yeah. So maybe there, maybe maybe it's not over between uh, Spears and Cody.
1: Cody, uh, I saw Cody in, in an interview once, and he said it's not a coincidence that is with him, and Tully's with Spears, alluding that something down the road. There's a there's a plan for something down the road, and I kind of figured it would involve them getting together. So I don't know if that plan is still intact or whatnot, but Cody did imply something.
0: Yeah, you're right. I guess I never really looked at it too closely, but yeah, yep, Arne and Tully on opposite sides. Uh, so, <sighs> God help Frankie Kazarian. He tried to wrestle John Moxley, like actually wrestle him, <laughs> like you know, like matches like a headlock takeover and and all this. Yeah. Hey, you
1: notice? Um, so Kazarian, who was balding, now has a full head of hair. He had to have gotten like a hair transplant or something, right? I'm going to assume.
0: Full head of hair? Yeah,
1: the top, was... of, his, the top of his head was full. Because normally, because remember, you know, in the beginning of his career, he had that, that really nice long black hair. Mm-hmm. And in the last few years, he shaved it. And you can see he was kind of balding a little bit. And now mm-hmm. he's got the full, full-blown top. Um, so I feel like he did something. But it, it looks good. I think he looks better with the hair.
0: Yeah, I didn't really notice that it was full. If that's what you yeah, call was, full.
1: Well, there wasn't, like, a ball spot on top. It was just, like, a normal, you know, maybe... I don't know. I don't know the technology on on um, the hair deal, but I've seen stuff where you can kind of fill it in and whatnot. I thought it looked good.
0: Yeah, well, whatever he did. Um. The announcers during this match, they called for a break, and they said there would be picture-in-picture, picture and I didn't see any, did you?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, afterwards... um. You know, uh, we and by we I mean the Dark Order came down, and um, we're all wearing dress shirts and slacks. You know, you notice that uh, well, so yeah. the exalt, the exalted one's really whipping us into shape. So, speaking of which, uh, the exalted one is dressed exactly how a certain someone would be dressed, and he ends up challenging John Moxley for his championship after this kind of long and boring promo, where he kind of. Tab dances around it, but anyways, there's your answer. You wanted to know who's he going to face at Double or Nothing. Here's your match, Brody Lee, John Moxley.
1: So I don't know what the plan is. I know Moxley hasn't been champ for that long, but I think if I don't think beating Brody Lee is the right thing right now. I think Dark Order is the one of the hottest angles in the company, and I and I'm really hoping that uh, Brody Lee goes over here. What do you think?
0: Mm. Well, I guess I don't care because, yeah, I mean, you don't want to beat Brody Lee, but you don't want to beat – I mean, they don't want to beat Moxley. I could care less.
1: Well, Moxley's think, is a baby face. Uh, Brody Lee's got the strength and numbers. I think it doesn't it, it make sense, you know, for, for Moxley to not win.
0: They, he could get a disqual- like they could the dark order could get disqualified for interference.
1: Yeah, I don't I I I don't see AEW ending the main event world title match on a show in a DQ. Well
0: I, I mean, what else are you gonna do? I mean just just kill the heat.
1: Yeah. Put the, on, put what, the
0: what do they what do they care? There's not there it's too late. You already bought it and there's not gonna be people in the arena, so they're not gonna get booed out of the arena.
1: If you're ever hey, speaking have of which, a
0: DQ finish, might as well do it.
1: So this show, I heard they had fans in the arena. I don't know if it was fans or if it was just more wrestlers, but did they not have so you know typically they have the people at ringside, but I swore they had more people um in the stands. Like
0: Yeah, there was nobody that didn't work there.
1: But there must there wasn't I heard something about like 50 people or something. I don't know what the rule right now is. But uh, it was much better. The crowd that was loud. It, it was, it looked good. So they're they're, they're gonna do this. They're gonna do the same at the pay per view.
0: I don't really think there was anybody else there. I mean, I saw extra people in the stands, but what what are you talking about? It looked good and sounded good. It didn't sound like anything. There was like nobody there still. You know, well, the, only, lot, the only the only time you ever saw anybody in the stands is when John Moxley's coming down to his entrance, and then they probably had people sit there you still had a whole stadium full of uh you, you saw a whole stadium full of empty seats um it was just it, to me it was it just looked like every other it looked and sounded like every other aew show that they've been doing they just and, the, and the and the people the people that were there were either more wrestlers or more crew there was no yeah. fans in there
1: nonetheless there was more people out there whoever they were
0: all right, well, they're not going to care whether you do a DQ finish in the main event of some pay-per-view. Um, two other notes. I like how uh, Brody threw the microphone right onto John's face. Um, he got to step,
1: them. He gotta step yeah. them with
0: it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And number two, that is by far the longest Moxley has ever stayed down in his career. Like, <laughs> not even close. mm. We have Brandy with a, a tough talk vignette. Uh to basically to, to Jake saying, you know, you can't push me around. I'm a strong woman or some bullshit. I don't know. I wasn't really listening. And then um
1: Re redistracted by her cleavage.
0: No, I was I was distracted by her annoying uh, voice and uh cadence. And basically just her existing as a distraction. And so the, the the next match will be QT Marshall versus Lance Archer for some reason.
1: As Vince Russo likes to say, JT Marshall. JT, JT
0: Marshall, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what his name is, you know, as The Rock would like to say. Uh, so, you know how in school when you learn about negative integers, you remember that far back, Serge? Remember when they were teaching us how, like, If you had a negative and a positive, you know, they would cancel each other out, kind of. So, like, for example, if you had a 10 and you had a negative 5, you would end up with 5, right? Yeah. Okay. So, imagine if you were, like, let's say a wrestler, like, on a scale of 1, you know, um, like, 0 to 100, with 100 being the best, and 0 being the worst, and, like... um, so let's say you had a Joey Janela, which would be like about a negative sixty-five, and uh, let's say you had like a Bret Hart, which would be like a hundred. You know, just for just for argument's sake, you would you would mm-hmm. say Bret Hart's probably a hundred, right? He's a hundred out of a hundred, right?
1: Yeah, but I put him up there.
0: Yeah. Um, so like, if you were to add, if you were to give. Joey Janela, all of the Bret Hart power, you know, like if you were to add those two together, like, all right, Joey Janella, we have fused you with Bret Hart. Okay. So now you'd be a total, like a grand total of a 35 out of a hundred. And that that's, so that's basically what QT Marshall is. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: He'd be like, he'd be like, if you gave Bret Hart to Joey Janella, you would end up with a QT Marshall. Um. But or, if, or, if,
1: or if Brett and Joey had a kid, and with equal genetics, uh, we'll pop out a QT Marshall. Yeah.
0: Um, so now QT did fight Archer all the way to a commercial break. So now I'm back thinking, well, Cody's probably a lock to win this tournament again. Um, Randy gets covered in a snake. Mm. So, so do you have anything to say about this whole? scenario here
1: um i'm not surprised they had a competitive match i did pop for the snake i thought that was really cool yeah and it was okay. good seeing jake back it was good seeing jim ross back
0: mm-hmm. um jericho tries to commit a hate crime against pineapple pete
1: <laughs>
0: and then they start the street fight um so yeah the street fight was you know a usual bunch of uh, craziness um i don't i don't really have the energy to say anything about it i don't remember much i i do remember that they threw matt hardy in the ice machine at some point yeah um and i think he's changed his clothes once or twice during this thing somehow mm-hmm. and they were running over each other with a golf cart
1: yeah that sammy Guevara bump dude looked pretty good i don't know if he got hurt or not but it was a it was a nice looking uh,
0: nice looking hit yeah it was uh so were the were the inner circle guys fighting the whole time or were they just standing around while everybody else is fighting
1: uh, i don't remember
0: but i just feel like i seen hager just standing there a lot of the time and i'm like well this is a street fight why don't you just you know just all beat him up that's one of the things i don't like about these like these guys in their psychology, they don't think about it. You put yourself in a position where, you know, it's basically a free for all. But people are like observing the rules. Sometimes it's just I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It kind of takes me out of it. But I don't know. What did you think of this? And uh, any, I, of I liked your, this. any of your thoughts on the show overall?
1: I, I like the show overall. I liked it a lot. I liked the street fight. That it was good. Um. Good show, and I'm actually I am actually kind of excited for the pay per view, which I am going to buy. Uh, they did announce that ladder match for the number one contender, which is pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, good show, man.
0: How much is this pay per view? It's not fifty bucks, is it?
1: Oh, I haven't. I didn't even check yet. That's a good question, though. You know, honestly, <laughs> at the end of the day, whatever it is, I'm going to buy it. So you know. Well,
0: don't you don't have to let them hear you say that. I'm gonna edit that part out. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're gonna you're gonna be paying like eighty bucks for a no fans and attendance show. Um,
1: they yeah. haven't announced it. I don't think they, so. Like, I know Kenny and Matt Hardy are teaming up tonight. I don't know why. Why a uh, Page is still in quarantine, but Adam Page. But uh, nonetheless, uh, hopefully, he'll be back for the pay per view since so they, they can defend those tag titles.
0: I'm going to guess that he's not really in quarantine. I think he's just using this as an excuse to stay home and drink, you know, because he is—he does have a problem.
1: He does. Have, yeah, you're right.
0: So that's probably what it is. Someone should probably go check on him. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go um, take a break and maybe we'll check on uh, Adam Page while we're on a break. And we'll be right back and let you know how he's doing.
1: Anymore, anymore. I'm just
0: going to the store. all right guys i'll be honest uh we didn't go check on H- hangman we we didn't do it um you know we've got our own things to worry about we, we can't um be playing hero all the time but um you know who else is not a hero uh johnny gargano right because um He's, he's a bad guy now, and you can tell because he has new music. And um, his, wife, his wife has new music, too. And, um, you know, so he's, he's got a match um, against uh, the um, clean-cut, all-American, well, not all-American, babyface um, Donovan Dijakovic. And uh, this was, you know, this match started out pretty good because now we get to see Johnny actually try to work heel and see how he does, see if he's just going to do the same same old bullshit. And um, for a while, it was pretty good. Um, but of course, you know, by the end of it, um, he ends up getting a win. So not to really begrudge anything about Johnny Gargano, which everybody knows I'm not a fan of his, but, you know, I don't think you could have done much different. This is probably how the match would, would play out. Uh, but the thing I'm worried about is, like, uh, Does Dijak get a win ever? Can he just like what are they going to do with him? You know, it's like it seems like he doesn't win matches.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of stuck in um, I don't know, restless purgatory, if you will, where he's good, he could be elevated to the main roster, but he's just kind of stuck in this creative limbo. I don't know, like what what do you do at this point?
0: Yeah, it's not so much that he's create the create the creative limbo. There is no creative. He's just some guy that goes out there, but they use him to elevate other guys. Yeah. Ma- mainly Keith Lee. I mean, he mostly just loses to Keith Lee most of the time since he's been there. You know, like he doesn't, what, what can you name a signature win? Like, oh, this is a big win for DiJack. Like when, when has that ever happened? He's not beat anybody.
1: He kind of reminds me of Cesaro, you know, big guy. He could put on a great match with anybody, but Nothing. Nothing's happening,
0: you know. Yeah. So he should have beat Johnny here, right? I mean, because it's not going to lose. Like, it's it's. There's not going to be heat lost on Gargano for losing this match, right? It, that's what he is known for too. He's like a small version of Diamond Ijack. He usually loses, so another loss does more for his character than than a win does, right? But then again, that's not the way they think about the story. The, the way they think about the storytelling is, oh, well, he's got this attitude change now because he tried being the good guy, and now he's the bad guy. So if he's, if he's going to have an attitude change, he's got to get results. You know, That's what, that's what their psychology is. Um, I'm sure
1: they're trying to push him. They're going to give him some wins. He'll probably be Keith Lee's next opponent, I'd imagine.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, then what? You go over on Keith Lee?
1: Gargano's been on that show. He's he's been very consistent on being, you know, a top party on that show, which is fine. I'm, I'm a Gargano fan. But I feel like it's time for him, I don't know. I guess he does have the character change, but I feel like I don't know, it's time for to see him on Raw or SmackDown or something, you know?
0: Well, he doesn't want to go. Uh,
1: I know Tomasa doesn't want to go. I don't know if Gargano's in the same boat.
0: He's definitely in the same boat. Those yeah. guys are, those guys would just if it was up to them, they'd just wrestle each other, you know? So I was actually surprised that this match even took place because um, it was just the w- one week ago that I was saying, like, if I was these guys, I would look at it as a personal challenge rather than to keep the other, keep the big guys down, you know, <laughs> I, I'd want to work with them and see what I could do. And I would definitely, if I was if I was Johnny Gargano, or even if I was me, I'm going to look at A guy like Dijak would be like, well, he's going over. I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like, I would think (laughs) about that's how I'd approach the match. That's how I approached all my matches. Like, does it look realistic for me to beat this guy in any fashion? And do I want to beat this person? Is that good for business? Is that good for the company? You know, how is this this helping anybody for me to win this? Um, So, and when you're a guy like.
1: That sounds very unselfish of you.
0: I know I just uh and w- when you're a guy like a Keith Lee or or a DiJack or uh, a, a Damian Priest or you know whatever you you look at these guys and you're like well I should probably beat these guys but you don't want to say that because even if you were just being objective about it that just sounds selfish you know? you know you could say well I think I should beat this person it looks like I should beat this person you don't have to say it about yourself you could say it about somebody else Donovan DiJack could say I think uh I think Damian Priest should beat this person. You know, it's just it just makes sense when you look at it, or when you look at the presentation of the characters of what they're trying to do. You know, it doesn't. Johnny Gargano, why do you turn a guy heel? You turn a guy heel so that he can be an antagonist and get more heat, right? So that people will say, "Man, I want somebody to beat this guy." You know, um, if if you if you have that person lose. Uh, you can, you know, they can complain and that can get them heat. They can get heat for complaining or they could say, Oh yeah, he poked me in the eye. You didn't see it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell them how to fucking run a business. They should know by now. Um, now speaking of wins and losses, I noticed uh, here that Akira Tozawa is now two and zero in the cruiserweight tournament. And I was thinking he would actually not be a bad pick to win the tournament considering that he's been competing on raw. Like, so we've seen him on raw a bunch of times and he usually gets run over by somebody much larger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's happening to you and you're, you're trying to compete with these guys on a weekly basis, well, isn't it, that's just toughening you up. So now when you get to guys that are your size or smaller, you should be able to pretty much defeat them. You know, you've already been through the trial by fire. You know, he's, he's, he's toughened up. He's calloused, you know, He's used to he's used to working guys like Drew McIntyre. <laughs> so Bobby Lashley, yeah. yeah, so so how the fuck is um you know a gentleman Jack going to be a challenge for Akira Tozawa? He should just easily win this tournament,
1: right? <laughs> hmm. So that's a pretty complex way of looking at it, but yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, I know so I know about? that complex thinking isn't their strong suit, but
1: so what's the rule? So I know so I I saw that uh who was it Drake Maverick. And Tizawa, right? Um, they're gonna go at it and to, de- to determine the winner of that side.
0: Ye yeah, well, it, it depends because round robin has different rules, so it it would end up being whoever has the best record. So if, if Maverick wins if Maverick beats Tizawa, they would both be two and one, but since Maverick beat Tizawa, that's the tiebreaker. So he would be the winner. But okay. If somebody else had, uh, and I don't, again, there's a, it's a, there's such small blocks. There's only four people. So, you know, yeah. the math, the math is simpler. This stuff gets really crazy when you're looking at the G1, all right? Because you got like 20 wrestlers in each block or no, 10 wrestlers in each block for a total of 20. So, you know, they, they have to keep all that math in their head. It's gotta be frustrating, but, um, yeah, so. That that could be it. But even if he wins the block, even if Drake wins the block, he's still got to, you know, face the winner of the other block, which, you know, who might be what Kushida. I don't know. It depends. Mm, we'll see. Um, now, without any further ado, I know that you've probably been waiting, been waiting forever to talk about this. Um, we had a certain debut on the show. Uh, oh so yeah. Take 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 it away. It's all you.
1: <laughs> I've been waiting for this day. Uh, yeah, so we got the, de- de- the debut of Karrion and Cross, and man, uh, what a debut it was! The world was talking. I watched like three times. Uh, really great, man. Fuck. Uh, from the moment I saw Cross when he see when he debuted Impact, I was like, "Who the hell is this guy? And why isn't he in WWE?" And um, and yeah, so here he is now. And I'll, I'll be honest, I don't see him staying at NXT for very long. I think. Um, I gonna see him jumping a Raw or SmackDown sooner rather than later. And you know, it's funny as big of a star as Scarlett Bordeaux can be, she really takes a back seat here, which, which goes to show just how much of the it factor that, uh, that, a uh, Cross really has, in my opinion.
0: That's interesting that you say that. Um, some people might say that she upstaged cross in his own debut because she was the focus of a lot of this. I
1: don't I mean, let's, know,
0: man, let's, let's face it. Let's face it. The entrance. He gets this crazy entrance with smoke, right? And yeah. she's the whole entrance. She's they're, they're playing this music and she's like mouthing the lyrics to the music to make it look like she's singing the song or whatever, which that's kind of corny, but whatever if you like it. Um, It's cool besides that. Uh, So she's the focus. She's like circling around him. You know, the the whole the whole focus. He's just kind of standing there most of the time. And then she's she's all the action. Okay. then you get in the ring. You have your match, whatever. You know what it is. It's just a quick squash. It's not really anything. um, Revolutionary here. And then it's and then she's back in the ring and it's back to them. And so the focus is on her a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, his his facial though, man, that's what really steals it. Uh, I liked when the ref went to <laughs> the ref went to grab his went to raise his hand in victory, and he just he gave her the eyes and kind of scared her away. Uh, yeah, so good, man. Uh, you know that, that's that, that's how you, that's how you get over it in a squad. You can put you can put anybody in a jobber match, and it's up to you to get over. And my like, cross really uh, really showed how to get it done.
0: All right. Well, don't give him too much credit because I'm sure that that match was entirely produced by another person. Um the whole entrance had nothing to do with him really because like I said, he just stood there. And this may sound like I'm trying to tear it down, tear him down. I'm not tearing him down. I'm just being realistic about what it was, you know? He does have the facials. It's true. No one else can make those faces but him. I mean, there's that. Um but this whole thing was like manufactured. Around him, and if you could have given anybody this treatment, anybody could have got over to this degree.
1: You no way, dude. You put Bobby Lashley in that in that position. You put Ginger Mo. You put anybody in that in that same position. I don't think anyone's getting over. You know? so that's like saying you could have given anybody the Goldberg push. There's only one Goldberg. You know what I mean? You
0: only there's say only that one, now. There's
1: only one cross.
0: You only say that now because they only gave one guy the Goldberg push. You know, you, 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 can't even, you, you can't even actually say that. You'll never know. You know, what if they, what if they, uh, what if they gave that push to somebody that was good at what they did? You know,
1: you well, could have been, look look could have been even better. It
0: could have been even more over.
1: Well, here's a guy like, we'll use Roan, for example, every time they've tried to push him and he comes, out, he comes out and kills somebody, he just don't care. You know, he just doesn't have, I don't know, that it factor, if you will, like, like a Goldberg. Or like a carrying cross.
0: Well, Rowan doesn't have that impact, but he's also never had a presentation like this either. So it's not really the same thing. We're not car- We're not comparing squashes. We're not comparing like bell to bell. What happens in the ring? You know, we know that you throw Rowan out there, but if you still dress him in that stupid jumpsuit and you give him a cage with a fake robot tarantula in it. And do all this other shit. Well, that's not quite the same as this. It seems like they're, they're giving a little bit more effort towards this than they are for Eric Rowan. You know, and all he, what, what did he get for his debut? He, he, you put a sheep mask on him, you know? It's, it's hardly the same as having an insanely hot chick dancing around you and coming out in smoke and mist and everything, you know? <laughs> not the same thing at all. Uh, well, poor Leon Ruff. He seems to be like the victim of a lot of people's debuts, and this is no different. Um, and there was a couple references. I, I know they were throwing Tom Phillips throwing the word devil and demon around, you know, yeah. um, there, there's only one demon here, pal. Okay. Well, all right, two demons, but there's only one demon in NXT. Okay. So don't get too comfortable. Um, and another thing I hate is when we've never seen a guy, cause let's face it, most people haven't. You know, you and I have seen Cross before, but even that it's like very limited. Um, yeah. so, so you can imagine how much everybody else has seen them already. Um, so we never seen this guy, but the announcers the announcers have names for all their moves already. <laughs> you
1: know? <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of the suplex he does. Uh, what's it called?
0: Well they call they called it uh, I wanna say the was it the Demon Saito? or murder saito or something oh. saito they call it a saito it's a, it's it's named after Masa saito
1: okay it looks good but it looks like it could be dangerous i don't know
0: yeah could be well sure i've never taken one of those so i don't know how there's got to be a trick to it otherwise all those guys in japan wouldn't take hundreds and thousands of those suplexes or they'd all be crippled by now so yeah sure there there, mu- there must be a a trick to it and so, yeah, so, well, it was a big debut, and they put a lot of effort in it. Um, So, good for them. And, uh, what, so, okay, so we also had a big high-profile match because Io Shirai's getting her title match against Charlotte. They're a nice little match or whatever. But the, what yeah. what was this finish? What the hell was this? You know, it's just uh it's just it looks like the same thing that happened with Ronda Rousey. Charlotte makes a uh kendo stick appear out of nowhere and just starts beating the person. You know, what was this for? <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess they didn't want either person to get beat. Uh so and they're probably going to they're probably going to continue the feud. Uh rightfully so. Those two, I think that's a that could be a pretty pretty high profile women's match. Well,
0: why is it that they have Charlotte hit people with a stick when it's not going the way she likes. Are you notice well, yeah, that? She's,
1: she's the heel, I guess. You know, whatever.
0: But, but I mean... That's it? She, she's the yep. heel, so she gets a kendo stick? Pretty much. Not even a different weapon. She doesn't even get, like, a chair or something different. It's a kendo stick.
1: Yeah.
0: Why a kendo stick? What does a kendo stick have to do with anything? we already establish what I think about kendo sticks and how they make no sense in the context of pro wrestling in general. But why is this Charlotte's go-to weapon?
1: What do you do with a kendo stick outside of a wrestling hardcore match? What's it, what's its purpose? You know?
0: Yeah. It's for sword fighting practice In the okay. martial art of kendo. Ah, all right.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to just slice, slice up students when they're still learning. So you use a, huh use a you know the Can't bamboo stick. yeah practice your sword fighting um well shortly after this it was grime time
1: <laughs> damn it i don't want to be the one to say it sorry um
0: yep it was, it was grime time it was uh is, it, is that over with you sergio or does that have heat with you grime time
1: uh it's over with me in a in a um in this kind of way where i'm not i'm still not a fan but uh It'd be it's funny to joke around.
0: So, in an ironic way.
1: There, yeah, there you go.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, it's only because we've had so much fun making, and we, we've, uh, we've delighted in our mutual dislike of Cameron Grimes to the point where now he's a source of uh, humor and inspiration for us, whereas we normally just hated him. Here's uh, the real
1: question Does it have heat with crime time?
0: Hmm. I'll have to check on that. Um, Although I I can just also imagine those guys not paying attention to him at all, which makes sense.
1: (laughs) Do you Uh, still have JTG's number? Huh? Do you still have JTG's number? I sure do. I want to shoot him a text.
0: Yeah. Um, So, in any case, he's out here and then he gets, you know, quickly punked out by the real demon of NXT Uh, finn balor which is great i I like that whole thing it was funny when he just comes out there and he's like first he did a promo uh finn balor did then (laughs) grimes comes out and then he wants (laughs) and finn balor comes out again like with that look on his face like are you talking are you still talking and he goes in there and beats the shit out of him which is pretty good (laughs)
1: And yeah, I'm, I'm loving these. I'm loving these Balor kind of like shoot style, you know. Um, shoot, shoot style promos he does. They're, they're really good. I, I don't know if he's writing them or what. Someone's writing his promos, whether it's him, but it, but it's got to be the same guy because they're they're all very similar.
0: Yep. And uh, yeah, and he's he's pulling them off. And the only problem I have is that there's just not enough. You know, yeah. I'm not saying he should be every second of every show, but. I feel like we rarely get to see him, so. Mm.
1: Any Going... predictions on who's trying to get the quote-unquote valor rub? Uh,
0: well, you know, I kind of thought, who do I think it was? Well, it wasn't Cameron Grimes, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of wondered if it would be Cross himself because he's already attacking other people. But I'd have to think.
1: I wonder that too. And we haven't seen Tommaso again, like almost as if they're trying to drop that angle, like make us forget there was something there. And now they're going to go with Cross and Balor. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, we already knew. Like we already knew that he attacked uh, Tommaso. So there was there was no mystery there. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I don't even remember now what was going on when he got attacked. You know, when Finn Balor got attacked. So. I kind of I probably had an idea in my head back then, but I don't remember anymore. Uh so and then we got the main event, which was um, you know, Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. Uh Cole wins to no one's surprise. I don't think anybody really thought the Velveteen Dream was gonna win this match, but um, you know, nonetheless, that was you know, it was there. I didn't really have anything to comment about it. I, thought,
1: I, I, was, I actually thought it was a pretty good match. I, I didn't want to see it, but but I did watch it, and I was pre- I was pretty impressed with it.
0: Yeah. So
1: um, I, I think both guys are kind of stale to me. As much as much as I love Adam Cole, I don't know what it is. It's I don't know. It's just it's stale, for me.
0: Do you think? Well, you know, Adam Cole hadn't been doing all that much recently and neither is velveteen because he's been gone so you would think that seeing them again you know would be a little more interesting than it was but it kind of wasn't right
1: yeah i feel like it's the same act over and over again nothing's changed same scenery same gimmick same i don't know same everything Yeah.
0: yeah so uh do we know what the ratings were for nxt and aew
1: uh, I don't have the exact number, but I know both were up, and NXT—I mean uh, AEW—was was the winner this week. All right. Surprisingly enough, AEW, NXT, and Raw were all up. I don't know about SmackDown. I think I think SmackDown was still down.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's not surprising. Let's go there right now. So um, <clears throat> Mandy comes down to the ring with her game face on to uh to fight, you know, to answer Sonia's call out. Um, and she does all her, she makes sure to get all her sexy poses in with the game face on, uh, which is kind of funny. It's just funny watching her do all her normal stuff, but she's just like scowling. Um, this wasn't really too bad of a match, actually, uh, except for three things. Number one, um, Sonya's bumping feed probably didn't need that. Number two. um, I thought the refs were supposed to do shoot counts, right? You heard that, right? Like they was talking about that recently. If you're like, if you're going to count somebody out, count them out. If they don't get back in the ring, count them out. Damn it. Right.
1: Oh, well, I didn't hear that now.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, it's been, it's been like that for, you know, supposedly a long time. They're count, either count it, count it for a shoot whether it's a pin or outside the ring, but uh, Charles Robinson here held up at the count of eight for about 10 to 15 more seconds. So <laughs> doesn't bother me none, but if that's their, you know, if that's their rules, they're not going by it. Um, and number three, Sonya wins with a roll up. So it's like, you know, you're in this match, you're talking shit, you're fighting. Um, it's personal. Um, you're doing the, single white female crazy lesbian crush thing um and you're just going to win with a roll up doesn't really fit you know yeah just, like what what's so ba- if you're going to lose what's so bad about getting knocked out you know just you're the, you're the MMA fighter did they teach you a, did they teach you a schoolboy in MMA training probably not
1: no they um, taught her in NXT
0: okay all right <laughs> so um so any any comments on that before i move on yeah, uh, no, no the, comments. Nah. No, it, it it started out promising, you know. I thought it was all right, but eventually it degenerated. Uh So I, I had a realization recently, and um, it's that Wesley Blake is just David Finley without the personality and about five extra pounds of gut flab.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. so yeah. That's what i think what, what do you have to say about that do you agree or disagree or
1: uh funny comparison yeah uh i'd like to think Wesley Blake is um, a little better than david finley but uh, he's
0: not he's not I, I can i can assure you he's not i've watched all their matches <laughs> he's not um and that's not a that's not that's not necessarily high praise for david finley just for the record uh no WWE runs a promo for the real heroes project, which is, you know, athletes from all sports, um, federations kind of paying tribute to those on the quote front lines of COVID-19. I say quote, because that's what Michael Cole said. So this is like, I believe the first acknowledgement, uh, on television that we're not just in these empty arenas for no reason. Sergio, can you believe it?
1: Yeah. Better live than ever.
0: Yeah, it only took him this long, right? Um, so they keep doing like the Jeff Hardy story thing, right? Um, and they're they're telling the story and they're talking about um, you know, all the stuff that he's done. And I'm just thinking, man, Jeff Hardy has embarrassed himself more times than I can count. Like normally people get like a second chance or even a third chance. You know, I've long since forgotten how many chances, like what chance this is that Jeff Hardy's on, you know, he's had, he's been, he's been in the WWE or connected to it for almost 25 years, you know? Um, And he like, as recently as last year, he's back in trouble with substance abuses and all this other stuff. So
1: yeah, DUIs, dude. Yeah, how how can he's, he's, you got, know? he's got more than the Users combined?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Um, why why does Jeff Hardy get so many chances? I mean, I'm I'm asking you directly. I am saying it rhetorically, but if you've got any insight onto this, like please let me know because I, I just can't figure it out.
1: He must sell a shitload of merchandise
0: that's it that's all you got to do it's like well he sells t-shirts so who cares if he burns his own house down and his dog dies and you know he gets a duis <laughs> like left and right like as long as he sells some t-shirts like some point and think how they treat other people too that you know what i'm saying like take t- <laughs> look at it, okay look at jeff hardy Look at all the shit that I was just talking about, and all the stuff that you know he's done. Right now, look at Enzo. What did Enzo do?
1: <laughs> what did he do? Uh, he got well, heat, that's he, all. He, he ended up doing nothing. So yeah.
0: Right. Well, I mean, what is what is? I'm just saying, like as a, as just a point. But, like this guy yeah. was run out the company, and they couldn't wait to get rid of him. What did he do? Oh, you just didn't like his attitude. Okay. Well, talk about selling a shitload of merchandise, you know, yeah, right. obviously that wasn't good enough to save his job, but
1: politics. Jeff Hardy
0: can, en- Jeff Hardy can endanger people's lives. Yeah. I know it's politics, Sergio. That's, that's so insightful. Well, of course it's politics, but what I'm <laughs> saying is like, what does, like, how is it Jeff Hardy? Like, how does he, I guess it's just because people like him because he seems like a cool guy. So they just feel sorry for him all the time. and He's not a dick about it.
1: But, he's like he's like a real-life, sympathetic babyface. Kind of like his on-screen character, I guess.
0: I don't know, man. I have no sympathy for him. I'll put it that way. He's on his, like, 15th chance now, you know? They're, they're, they're probably, you know, this, this is, they've given him the title before, you know? The title! Yeah. After his fuck-ups. It's like, oh, here, maybe if we give Jeff Hardy the WWE Championship, he'll get his life back on track. Not how that stuff's supposed to work. <laughs> God, can Bobby Lashley get one chance?
1: Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's um, strange. It's strange.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So fuck fuck that guy. Fuck Jeff Hardy. Fuck all his chances. I'm tired of seeing him. And uh when he does get in the ring with Seamus, I hope he kicks another tooth out. Uh <laughs> so this 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 Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt stuff has gotta be the corniest corn among an entire company that only harvests corn with their, all their corny material. But even if I'm going along with this corny little universe that they set up, even, even if I'm going along with it, with the corny universe, corny verse, can we call it the corniverse? Okay. And Bray Wyatt's corniverse, even as a criticism within that, like, let's say I'm just playing, like playing along. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm accepting all your bullshit. Um, I'm playing along with you. I'm suspending my disbelief. So doesn't, Ramblin' Rabbit usually go against Bray Wyatt's plans but here he's like he's like telling uh, he's telling Braun Strowman to come home you know but Ramblin' Rabbit's always the one that's like no dude no don't do it man don't trust him man but he's not doing <laughs> that here so they can't even get their own shit straight with their own stupid puppet characters you know it's just
1: well I guess Ramblin' Rabbit turned heel
0: I guess finally right He's died enough times that uh, he just couldn't take it anymore and turned heel.
1: Yeah, him him and the Fiend had a drink at the bar. They started getting along, and here we are now.
0: <laughs> right. And then at the end of the show, you know, everybody's like climbing ladders just, just to do it. This is the typical go-home show where people are doing a bunch of stupid shit that they would never do. Like, there's no reason to be out there, but you all are climbing ladders. You know? It's not a match. You just fuck didn't really get me excited uh to watch money in the bank but um that was it another typical episode of smackdown did i leave anything out i mean i probably left a lot out on purpose but
1: yeah nothing nothing worth talking about i'd say what about the hacker he he had another promo right um something about payback is a bitch i know the next pay-per-view is payback i don't know if there's a correlation there but um
0: Hmm. yeah oh next pay-per-view is backlash
1: Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I got back- it
0: wrong okay. Backlash is coming back. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So, but that's Backlash. Here, um, we have money in the bank. Money in the basket. That's what we're all here to see. So we're all here to talk about. Um, from the kickoff show, Elise Ashton. Who is this and why does she have a job right now?
1: Is she one of the uh, backstage interviewers? Yep,
0: never seen her before in my life. And they just had the nerve to release how many people? And they're 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 bringing in some new girl to stand there with a microphone instead of getting a, uh, you know, Kayla Braxton or, uh, what's that other Sarah something?
1: Sarah um, Schreiber.
0: Sarah Schreiber, yeah. Or, uh, who else is who else is a useless, uh, idiot? Uh, that holds microphones? Uh, Not Charlie Caruso. I mean, yeah, Charlie Caruso. Why not her? You know, why why does she... Why You have three women that hold microphones, and now you've got another one, and you just let all these people go. They must have got her at a discount, or it's somebody's girlfriend, and she's working for free.
1: Well, here's what I'm wondering. Number one, how many of those girls do you need? Number two, do they have another job outside of... Holding the microphone because if they don't, what are they doing all day? You know, just standing around.
0: Yes. <laughs> that's that's what that's all they do. They stand around. I mean, when you watch all these WWE documentaries where they're backstage, you just look at around the amount of people standing around. Also, Scott Stanford. Like, I didn't even know that guy still worked there. And he's there. And I'm just like, why do they need Scott Stanford? Release him. God, (laughs) fuck. Um, do you even know who that is?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, all
0: right, all right. Just making sure. Um, we did get a match here, and it's Jeff Hardy. (laughs) I just got done cutting a promo on Jeff Hardy. He had a match, and his match is against Cesaro. So, just like you brought up earlier, Cesaro's in that spot where it's like, well. This guy needs a quality win, so put him in there with Cesaro. Yep. And um, did you watch this match?
1: I didn't, I didn't miss that match, actually.
0: Okay. Well, it was a kickoff show, so.
1: So, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like we've seen the same Jeff Hardy for how many years now? And to me, he's just, um, he's kind of stale to me. I don't know, it's the same old Jeff Hardy. I just, I'm just not interested, you know?
0: Yeah. On top of all that other stuff. So what, you know, it's, what what shocked me is that if, if he's having a match with Cesaro and not Sheamus, then that means that they're dragging the Sheamus thing out even longer, which normally they can't wait to shotgun all these angles that they come up with. Like it's like two, two weeks, two weeks of an angle. And then it's over, you know, you don't even wait for the pay-per-view, but now for some reason they're making sure this one gets extended. Okay. Um, uh, I can't imagine why. Uh so then we got the show itself. Um there's a four way tag. Um right away I'm thinking if this is no DQ, uh if Riker doesn't immediately get involved, um, it's stupid. And then later he gets involved and then they eject him, which is stupid. It's like, why does he have to listen to him? What are they gonna do? Disqualify the Forgotten Sons if he doesn't leave?
1: Yeah, Yeah, makes no sense, dude.
0: Yeah, that's that kind of shit, man um uh did i see lacey evans putting on lipstick with a nail polish brush i mean i don't know i'm not an expert i don't know how to put on lipstick but i usually thought (laughs) the fact that it's a stick you know is its own applicator that's how i've always seen it um hey you know what do i know um drew mcintyre cuts a promo trying to get over with mothers on mother's day uh our truth is out there telling nobody to say what's up, which is funny. Um, and then I thought he was going to have a match with MVP, my favorite wrestler, uh, until um, Lashley came out and got paid back on Our truth for Saudi Arabia. Um, Baron Corbin with a rotten, unnecessary selfie promo. And he's like the fifth person to say... The risk is worth the reward, so they're really trying to get that phrase over on this. I don't know if they can trademark it, but yeah. they keep saying it a lot. Mm. Have I have I have I skipped over anything so far? Are we are we right? Uh, full speed ahead.
1: Yeah, I think we're on track.
0: Okay, Sasha Banks's outfit. Any comments?
1: Uh, she's always pretty hot.
0: Okay. Um, can someone write some more lyrics for Bray Wyatt's? a Funhouse theme song. Cause it's just like the same four lines over and over again. Mm. Uh, speaking of music, uh, Seth finally got new music, uh, heavenly sounding, um, the match. What'd you think of this match? Him and Drew McIntyre, Seth and Drew McIntyre.
1: Yeah, that was all right. You know, it was what it was.
0: Right. That's not good. So far. It's not good. Um, the finish was annoying too. It was one of those, oh, I hit you with the headbutt, and I come off the ropes to hit you with the super kick, and I come off the ropes to hit you with the claymore. You know, it's horseshit. Um,
1: I was next. surprised to see Drew wanting to shake Seth's hand. Uh, I, I was like, are they going to turn on Seth's baby face? What's, what's going on with this? You know.
0: <laughs> so sad. So why? So let me ask you a question. When you ask when you ask something like that, or when you think something like that, why is everything so simplistic like turn baby face, turn heel?
1: Well, it's WWE, you know, it's kind of pretty predictive storytelling to a degree. So I was just uh looking at it that way.
0: Okay. Just curious. Um, all right. So, you know, enough of all this. This this pay per view's been relatively uneventful up to this point. Uh, so the, we end up with the, uh, money in the bank match, which we had no idea what it was going to be. Um, but they were saying you had to start, you know, in the lobby and work your way up to the roof. And there's a ring up there with ladders and you know, you, once you get up to the roof, it's basically like your standard money in the bank match, I guess. Um, that's all we knew. And then the match happened. And Sergio, I'll let you go first, uh, if you want to, whatever you want to talk about this match.
1: Um, it was kind of comedy-heavy, but I actually really liked it. Um, for those who didn't, I guess, I think this was much better than a standard ladder match in the empty arena. So I actually, for what it was under these circumstances, I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was funny. I liked having both at the same time. I thought that was cool. Um, of course, I was very pleased with the finish on the men's side. Um I thought the uh, throwing Alistair and Ray off the building was a little cheesy. Then the next day they came back with the uh the explanation how they fell on the roof which was six feet below. So they didn't, you know, die, obviously. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, yeah, it was alright. You hated it, huh? Uh
0: I'm not even going to dignify this match <laughs> quote unquote. Man, I'm not going to dignify this with commentary or criticism. If I was to criticize this, that would mean that there was like some way that it could possibly improve, you know, like, uh, like that there was actually hope for it in the first place. Um, so I'm not going to do it. It's just a lost cause. There's really nothing else to kind of nitpick about it, except in the reference to the things that you said, like, you thought it, he, like they threw Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black off the roof, and you thought that was corny. That was the part of this match you thought was corny. Yeah. That part. That's the part. Not not the not the random uh, food fight. Not John Laurinaitis selling a you know taking a bump off of a pie. Not a, a clown that wasn't even doink, by the way, just popping up out of nowhere and just going back down for no reason. Well, those, were all, a, what, those were
1: all, like, those were all, like, quote-unquote comedy spot, spots, so I accept them for that. Uh, They're throwing somebody off a building, it's like, eh, I don't know, that's a little, little excessive. But then again, you know, it's, it's like, no different from, I don't know, Vincent Man's limousine getting blown up, I don't know, it's just...
0: Well, they shouldn't have done that either. I'm not saying they should have. Yeah. You know, if you want to use that as an example you would have, that That would have to be something that I approved of, but I don't approve of that. The guy, I mean, the guy's getting thrown out the building. Obviously they didn't get thrown out the building. You know, that's the most realistic part of it. As a matter of fact, there was a photo that they like when they, when they showed like a, I don't know if it was a crane or a helicopter shot or whatever, they didn't even bother to take the crash pad off the side. So you could have seen that beforehand. Like if you, if you were paying attention you could see the crash pad off to the side where they were going to get thrown off when they had the bird's eye view. Really? So, yeah, geniuses, super geniuses.
1: Surprising they missed that.
0: I'm not. You know everything but, they everything they do is is they're all fuck ups. Um, but yeah, so the 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 word I the word of the day is embarrassing. You know that's what my friend he texted me, and. He was um not happy about it. Was he it, just said, or... "No, no, um, no." He says, uh, "He says, what the hell is this? What am I watching? I'll cancel my WWE subscription." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was embarrassed, and and that's what I'm saying. It's like you say you like this, you say you like this match whatever whatever it is um would you, would you show this to other people be like hey man check this out or would you, or would you be like oh uh, no that's probably way too stupid for me to show another normal person
1: yeah that wouldn't be my example of what to watch for a rest, uh, to try to be a wrestling fan but under the current circumstances uh for me personally i i accept it for what it was
0: well what else can you do right there's really and- nothing else to do because it's, it's my fault, and anybody else that feels like me, it's all of our fault, for treating the WWE like it's, like it's pro wrestling anymore. It hasn't been pro wrestling for a long time. And they used to be kind of good about certain things, even when they got ridiculous. Um, there were certain things you could count on. Um, you, you know, the in-ring action would usually be pretty good. Uh, you know, and no matter what crazy storylines they would do, you know, it still seemed like the matches were somewhat plausible. And then you got shit like this. You could have had the exact same thing or you, you could have like just the fact of having no music in the background. Like that is fucking corny as fuck. Like having any, any, if Stephanie man walks in, all of a sudden her music starts playing but she's just standing in the office. Like, who's playing this music? Where is the music coming from? That
1: is a little, yeah, a little. I don't know, a little out there.
0: Yeah. Why did you have to do that? I, I don't understand. It's embarrassing. The whole thing's embarrassing. But it's our fault for thinking that they would do anything different than that. You know, the the this whole thing, the whole business is a rib to them now. It's a rib to guys like the Young Bucks, and you know, it, it's this whole thing's a rib. Nobody does pro wrestling anymore, except for, you know, new Japan and arguably MLW. Everybody else just thinks this is their excuse to fucking make short films, you know? So. Yep. Any thoughts, any
1: thoughts, on, any thoughts on Otis being the uh, money in the bank winner?
0: Uh, I like, well, it doesn't matter. Right. It's like, because for the same reasons I just said, it doesn't matter who won. Who cares? Like clearly, they don't care. Um, I got it has nothing to do with Otis himself. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter that Oscar won. I just the whole thing's a joke. Like the whole company's a joke. You'll, you can you can try to get excited about this shit, but it's just gonna end up being stupid. Like everything is gonna end up being horrible. You know, this isn't this isn't like the Rock and Austin days or the Hogan and Macho Man days or the stuff when you would really get excited about certain matches like, man, this is about to happen. It's like everybody gets a chance with the title. Jinder Mahal's had the title. You know what I mean? Like there's just no having Otis have the title doesn't mean one anything one way or another. It it it, it doesn't matter. Absolutely does not matter. It's yeah. just it's just his turn now and he probably won't get it. Like it'll probably be some, you know, if I had to guess based on the kind of shit they would do, it's probably going to, they're probably going to have Mandy turn on him, you know, and she was with Dolph all along. And this was all a big plan. Uh, even though Dolph had a chance to actually qualify for the match himself, but they won't think about that. Um, you know, that, that, that's what I would imagine they would do. So. Yeah.
1: And then sounds if awful, but not surprising.
0: Yeah. And if the, and, it, and let's say Otis, let's go the other way. Let's say Otis wins let's say he cashes it in. Let's say he wins. Now Otis is the champ. Okay. And now what? Now what? He's the champ. Now what, what are you going to do? What are you going to, what are you going to hype up? You know, what, what, what happens now? You know, there's no, there's no audience. You don't have a show. You know what I'm saying? So like, how are you ever gonna know if this was successful or not? You don't have the people in the arena giving you the feedback, so
1: hopefully but... by the time he catches in, we'll have an audience by then
0: yeah i I don't know, man, so you know it's interesting that they chose him but
1: well, because it's, it's not likely to go down that route. you think the the obvious choice would have been Baron Corbin or a j Styles, so you know i think I think a lot of us were surprised that they went with. Who I think is one of the most over baby faces right now. Now, you can't tell with the crowd, obviously, but when the crowd was there, I think he was really getting over.
0: Well, yeah, the people like Otis. There's no reason not to like Otis, but yeah. I just, it, well, I mean, it's funny that you like Otis because normally um, you're more into women that look like that. And if a man looks like that, <laughs> um, then you shit all over him. Like you've never put over a fat guy before Otis, to my knowledge. So
1: okay, Kevin Owens. Uh Well, and I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call Otis a fat guy. I would call him more of a kind of a powerlifter lifter somewhat looking physique
0: to a degree oh, you, oh he's fat. Um, but that's okay, you know he's as long as he's got that um, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because he's not just floppy fat. Maybe it's because he's solid fat. That's why you like him. You know he lifts. that's why you like him. So so that solid. Makes sense. He, he's yeah. lifting every day. Yeah. And where does this and where does this leave poor Tucker? I mean, the man the man barely had he was barely hanging on by a thread uh as it was. And now with this clear that they, they clearly want to go in a different direction, he's just gonna be lost, you know? He's gonna get released.
1: My, my, yeah, he's definitely gonna be lost. Uh my prediction is he's gonna turn on Otis because Otis is more focused on Mandy and his own singles career than the tag team. And they're gonna, you know, they're gonna pull that for a while. And my fantasy booking was inevitably Fiend is a champ again. You know, he gets, plays mind games with Mandy. Mandy turns on Otis as well. And we get the inevitable cash-in, Otis versus the Fiend. And that's kind of my fantasy booking prediction, if you will. If anybody cares.
0: I mean, it couldn't be any worse than whatever they're going to do. Yeah. But, yeah, did, turning turning Tucker heel a horrible idea. Because, one, it's obvious. You can tell it's obvious because it was something you said, and also like he doesn't have the the skill to pull it off, and he just you know no one's gonna care to see that. So well, like, he,
1: like you like he said originally, I mean he's there because of Otis, because of the tag team, you know. Yeah. Um. So you know it's one of those things where, you know, I I had higher hopes for big cast, but I do think that uh, you know, he's gonna get the big cast kind of treatment. They might try to push him because he is kind of a bigger guy, but. I don't see anything coming out of it.
0: Right. So that's why it should just be the way it is now, the same way it was with New Day when Kofi won. They didn't turn on him. They were just there to support him. So as long as Tucker's around supporting Otis, um, that'll be the best thing for him. If you try to turn him heel, he'll be dead in the water. Mark
1: my words. Or even as as a singles babyface, he's dead in the water. You know. Either way. Yeah
0: yeah so it, it the best thing to do is just keep him he keep him around as as otis's friend and sometimes tag team partner you know they could win they could win tag team championships you know so
1: now now that otis is taken he can be um tucker's wingman you know so tucker's, tucker's, tucker's out trying to get the ladies and you know he thinks right. to otis' charisma he kind of right. helps him out a little bit
0: right yeah any anything but standard oh i'm going to turn heel because uh we turn everybody heel so in any event let's move on um unless there's anything else you want to say about money in the basket overall
1: (laughs) and uh that was it for me all
0: right so now we got raw the night after um this was an interesting episode of raw it had some moments where as bad as Money in the Bank made me feel, I still got some some hope and some bright spots in a few places, but then there was some stuff that was just as bad as ever. So it's kind of a mixed bag for me. Um, we're gonna start with, uh, Becky Lynch has an announcement. So um, we all know, or we should, that Asuka won Money in the Bank for the women. And um, that's another thing. Why did she, when she's climbing up there, Baron Corbin's climbing up at the same time. And for some reason, Baron Corbin was trying to stop her from grabbing one of the briefcases. What the fuck difference did it make to him if she grabs a briefcase or not? They both have to grab a briefcase. So why'd he do that?
1: <laughs> that's kind of weird.
0: And then she just ended up kicking him in the face and he fell off. So that's what he gets. But anyways, um, so Oscar wins money in the bank, but Becky Lynch comes out with the money in the bank briefcase. I'm sure like everybody else or um, like me, everybody else is like, what the hell? So she comes out and she says she has an announcement. I'm already thinking like, Oh, I think I know what this announcement is. Um, and Oscar comes out and starts uh, basically saying in Japanese, like, what the hell are you doing with my briefcase? <laughs> yeah. And um, then Becky um, lets her know that, Inside the briefcase is not a contract uh to cash in for a championship match. It is the championship and Oscar is the champion. And uh, why is Oscar the champion, Sergio?
1: Cuz uh Becky Lynch is pregnant.
0: That's right. Becky Lynch is pregnant. Not since um Arnold Schwarzenegger and Junior has it been so hyped for a man to be pregnant.
1: <laughs>
0: um yeah, so in this in this scene, she basically she basically lets us know and Oscar know the reasons why she has to uh, forfeit this championship and uh, start go away for a while. In her words, um, as she starts this new chapter in her life. And um, there you go. So, what'd you think of this segment, Sergio?
1: I don't know, man. I thought it was all right. Um, I actually tuned in live. Because I heard about the announcement, so I think that announcement did maybe help spike ratings a little bit. Um, but I just I thought the whole—I don't know—it just—it just seemed kind of weird. I felt like there there could have been a better way to do it. Um, but you know, it was what it was. I was surprised. What'd you think? I was also—I'm like, why aren't they mentioning South Rollins? You now they did later on, but they didn't for a while. They didn't mention he's a the dad. Like they're trying to ignore that they're a couple. But you know, they ended up doing
0: it yeah. which is fine but they didn't do it then yeah yeah well that's the kind of stuff like that they normally do they ignore things until they can't ignore it anymore i like the i like the whole thing the way it was because it seemed like the only genuine thing that they've done in a while you know like asuka looked pretty happy for becky when she got the news and then of course she danced around with the belt which is what you expect her to do um, but yeah, it seemed like it seemed like a, a a genuine moment, which you don't normally get on WWE. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, there were no people in attendance because you know how the crowd can hijack certain things. So, could be better yeah. off in the end that um, they're not able to do that. Um, but yeah, um, I thought. So it was what did cool. uh?
1: What did Punk say for uh, his fantasy booking?
0: Oh, he said that Oscar should have spit mist in her face and uh, <laughs> <clears throat> and it then was... she she goes on a she goes on a run as a, as a monster heel.
1: Oh, and and, and and oh okay after the announcement, so instead of being a babyface, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I assume that she's in a feud with Baszler, so I guess she has to be the babyface. So that kind of yeah. makes
0: sense. Well, she is the baby face, isn't she? I mean, let's face it.
1: She pretty much is, yeah.
0: They probably told her to do all that stuff thinking it was going to get her to be a heel, right? You know, same, same thing with the... Go back to Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, you know? You're going to slap Charlotte, and then they'll hate you. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, they're so tone deaf. They have no idea what the people think. So they well, think that telling Asuka to go out and be obnoxious is going to get heat, and it's everybody's favorite thing.
1: Yeah, all these weeks had there been a crowd, I think Oscar would have been getting cheered anyway. So yep.
0: So um yeah. Uh so Drew McIntyre has one of his cute promos. Um <laughs> see, you you, yeah, laugh, you, gotta, you know exactly what I mean when I say that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. No, I, I, I now like I said, this is this really is the real Drew McIntyre, but it does come across as a little forced, a little, a little too cute, you're right. See, there was a couple of lines some of his lines are kind of cheesy. I don't know if it's del- it has got to be his delivery, I guess. But uh, no, I don't it's
0: that—it's the fact that he's saying them. You know, it's a yeah. disconnect between what you're looking at and what's coming out of his mouth.
1: That's what it is. Yeah, but in reality, that's really his—he really is. That's his personality in real life. But yeah, I guess there is a disconnect by how he looks and his his character. Nonetheless, uh, there was a couple of things he said that was like really cheesy. I don't know if you remember. I didn't write it down, but. it it, it makes me laugh because I'm like, this is kind of cheesy. I
0: don't know. Some of the things he was saying and the way he was saying it, he was like leaning back as he was saying it. And I was thinking like, this seems more like a spot for Bianca Belair, I think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I just not a fan, you know, I don't care if that's how he's really like, it it doesn't matter. It, It does not matter. Do not do that. It's not funny. It's not cute. Well, it is cute, but it's not what you're supposed to be. And I'm not saying he has to be like completely humorless, but there's, there's like, you, you gotta be careful and not cross a certain line. And he crosses that line all the time, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hi, hi, Seth. Hi, hi. Seth.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Something like, uh, what, excuse my language here, but, or Seth, uh, brought it last night. I don't know what he said. Something about, he was putting Seth over. Yeah, he
0: was about to say the F word and he said, Gotta keep it PG.
1: <laughs> That's like, what it was.
0: Do you bro? You just I mean, you guys have been saying basically every word in the book except the you F did, word.
1: You didn't know somebody call somebody calls somebody a dick on Raw? Was it was it Ray calling it a Seth? Yep. Okay.
0: He called him he called him a dick. Um you know, big shows talking about you don't know shit, you know, like everybody's just saying shit and bitch all over the time. You're the bitch, bitch, you know, Mandy and Sonia. Who's the bitch now, bitch? You know, it's just like, peak on a bench, yeah, bitch. Yeah, PG, PG, huh? Okay, PG. Just making sure, make sure we're still in the PG era. Maybe we're in the PG 13 era. Who knows? Um, but anyway, he announces that he has a match with Baron Corbin next week for some reason. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't yeah. wait for that. I th- I thought the idea was to get people to watch the show. You know, like are just supposed to get people to tune in to the show. You tell somebody ahead of time that Baron Corbin's going to have a match. We're going to see if Raw sets the all-time new record low next week.
1: Maybe uh, maybe maybe they're thinking people are going to tune in just to watch Baron Corbin um, attend the uh, Claymore party. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did you hear the Claymore I, party reference?
0: Was that was Come
1: <laughs> kind of like Super Kick Party?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another one of his cute things. Um, he's just so cute. <laughs> it was actually literally cute. The Iconics. They're finally back. Finally. The Iconics. Seven, seven months. Seven months. And why? Were they even hurt? Was one of them even hurt? where they just get mad at him for uh, Peyton Royce marrying Sean Spears, so they just kicked her off TV.
1: Yeah, probably did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're back, and they're as good as ever. Um, so if you've been missing the Iconics and you decided you were going to quit watching Raw until they came back, I'm here to tell you, you can start. Well, don't start watching Raw, but you can try to maybe find their clips you know, on the Internet somewhere so you don't have to watch the rest of it. And um, Vince McMahon cuts a promo on Becky Lynch. Oh wait, it was it was actually Shayna Baszler. It's just that the words that she was saying sound exactly like what Vince McMahon would say. So I hey, was confused. I apologize. I apologize for that. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I swear to God, that was like handwritten by Vince McMahon like ten minutes before and handed to her. Had to been. Did you yeah. did you notice that did you hear Vince McMahon in that promo where he's talking about babies like
1: I'm not sure if I really paid attention to the promo to be honest.
0: Hmm. Well, it's uh definitely a Vince McMahon promo. Yeah. Um so I had a note here about you know Rollins and Murphy versus Ray and Aleister Black. I mean, Ray Mysterio and Alister Black both got thrown off the roof the previous night, so I guess that makes them a team, you know. They're now they're now uh <laughs> they have that bond of dangling from a roof trying to survive, you know, that, uh, you can only get in situations like that. Yeah. And, um, so they're a team and they take on the, you know, Murphy and Rollins and Rollins is just not having it. Uh, you could think it's maybe because he blew his chance at becoming the champion, but it's probably really because he didn't know he was going to be a dad that night. And so now he's just kind of like sleepwalking through it. And he just looks like a, he looks homeless. He kind of looks like Elias. um, <laughs> so he, he, was having,
1: he, he was having a bad hair day.
0: Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it wasn't in a bun, you know. It was or two buns. It was just all over the place, uh, and um, you know, so they stopped this match early, and I was very confused about it because what happens is, Seth Rollins catches Rey Mysterio on a six-one-nine and throws him on the ground. Seth Rollins not being the legal man, which is relevant. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Anyways, he goes to hit Murphy with the 619 and Seth Rollins catches Ray Mysterio from the outside, pulls him out and throws him on the floor, uh, which which is an immediate disqualification. So I'm watching that. and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What is why? What about that is a disqualification? Um, but I found out the answer. Uh, apparently there is a little-known rule in the WWE that the illegal partner cannot attack the legal partner unless it's like the only time it's allowed is if you're breaking up a pin. But any other time, only the legal people can attack the legal people or the illegal people. If an illegal person attacks a legal person, then that's a disqualification. Have you ever heard about that in your life?
1: So I've never heard of that nor have I ever seen it because I right. swear it happens all the time unless I'm mistaken.
0: <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Like there's no way that we've gone all these years and no one has ever attacked the wrong person. This can't be, this can't be possible. Um, but it happened here and I guess tonight was the night they remembered it. So after that um, basically... Many,
1: many, many Vince is all pissed off that Becky got pregnant and now she can't be on TV for a while. So he's taking out on Seth.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, that's how you, that's how you do it. The a fake finish of a fake match. That'll teach him. Um, well, so he's basically Seth Rollins is basically catatonic up to this point. Uh, until Rey Mysterio hit him. And um, then he kind of snapped and then he, took Ray over to the stairs and jammed his eye in the corner of the stairs and tried to blind him. So we got another blindness angle. Oh, where have we seen this before? Um, we're going to have to see Ray wearing an eye patch, you know, for how many weeks until it turns out that he was fine all along.
1: Hey, maybe we can have the first ever blindfold match.
0: The first ever blindfold match? Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be the first ever.
1: i was being sarcastic.
0: Yeah. But hey, they could say it and no one would probably go check on it. Um So, anyway, so they're so this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about like you go you go from doing like comedy spots in your main event pay-per-view matches uh and then you try to do this where like you're stabbing Rey Mysterio in the eye with stairs and blood's coming out and you're trying to get us to care about this and they even take it so far as like Seth comes up to him backstage like while he's on the trainer's table being looked at by the doctors and he's like, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. You know, like trying to make it seem like he blacked out or something. And so they're, they're trying to get you to buy into this, but everything else they do is just so ridiculously phony that it's like, why do they even bother doing this kind of stuff? And even more to the point, um, if you're trying to sell people on this brutality and violence, then maybe don't go directly from like, and this is the, this is one part of the thing I did like. So when, when he goes back there and tries to apologize, uh, Murphy ends up getting in a fight with Aleister Black in a pull apart. And it looks reasonably realistic. And it shows that aspect of Alistair Black's character. Like, you know, he's inherently a babyface because um, he's sticking up for, you know, an injured Rey Mysterio. So that part's kind of cool and you're trying to get people invested in that. Then you go from that to uh Vikings playing basketball, um, like right after. So it's basically like saying, Oh, fuck all that. Um, let's get to some, let's get some more comedy spots in there, you know? So we get our street profits versus the, uh, the Viking Raiders and some two on two B ball. Um, what'd you think about this?
1: So one of the things, um, the revival mentioned um, on the Jericho uh, podcast was uh, that Vince doesn't like tag teams and the only tag teams you see on TV are typically comedy acts, which I never really thought about it before, but it's kind of true. And if you notice Viking Raiders, you know, last couple weeks, they're trying to get them to do comedy, which is it looks silly when they do it. So, but in this scenario as well, I, I just thought it was silly.
0: Um, is it because you're not a sports fan and you don't understand basketball at all?
1: Oh, I understand enough basketball. I, I know what a foul is. unlike the uh, Viking Raiders.
0: <laughs> well, it turns out that the Viking Raiders actually totally know what a foul is because uh, it turns out they were way better than the street profits all along. And for some reason they waited until they lost like 74 to two before they wanted to show that. So was that supposed to be funny too? Like, Oh yeah, we'll we'll let you beat us in a game of basketball and then we'll show you that um we're really better than you. Well, you could have showed him that beforehand, right? Um, same basic That's thing. Strange. I don't even I don't even know why I spent enough time talking about this because I have an important question for you, Sergio. Are you ready for the question? Oh, I was born ready. Okay. Do you know how bad it makes you look to disrespect the miracle that is motherhood? <laughs>
1: Uh, I'd imagine. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. So you do know, you do know how bad it is. Okay. Do you know how bad it makes you look to have to read that line? Fuck. Like Natalia, Natalia doesn't need any help to not get over. Right. So I I don't know what, oh my God. So she, she says this for the people that didn't watch and, um, and, uh, you did the right thing by not watching. Uh, So Natalia comes up and that's what she says to Shayna Baszler, who's warming up. Um, And then basically she said, you know, Shayna Baszler hit her with some sick burn about how she ain't never going to have kids and everybody knows it and all this other stuff. She could have went even way harder on her than that, but I guess that just wasn't written for her to say. So she didn't do it. But
1: yeah, in these scenarios you can get kind of trashy and I I, I think it works better than these uh, scripted lines, you know? right yeah she, 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 she could have brought up tj and you know or something you know
0: right i would have Yeah, you could have yeah she could have brought him up she could have brought up uh she could have said something about you know like um you know two paws doesn't count as a kid or something like that you know just yeah, yeah. something something cooler and more snappy but no um so anyway, so they, they make it real personal and then they get in the ring and have a match. And so then it's like, you know, typical, typical, uh, oh, you, you want to talk about my family headlock takedown, you know, it's just, just no, no, no violence, no brutality. We've already seen violence and brutality, um, you know, with, with Ray getting stabbed in the Iowa stairs, but, uh, you know, you can't have it here. Um, they just ha- end up having a, a, a wrestling match uh i'm just like whoever was the producer for this match should have been released with the others like they shouldn't they shouldn't be in the company anymore
1: i've Um, never seen shannon go over on a move as opposed to like she you know she did the knee to the face which is fine but i was surprised she didn't go over in a submission like she typically does
0: yeah Well, God knows why, um, probably some ridiculous, like Natty was like, well, since I was in the heart dungeon, I don't think I would give up to a submission or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but I will, I will say that, um, you know, post-match after this match, she gets, she, she gets knocked out with this knee to the face and then she takes a three count. And then as Shayna's leaving, She's in the ring throwing a tantrum, right? So she's sitting there basically throwing a tantrum, which means that she's not selling the knee that just knocked her out cuz if you can throw a tantrum, you're obviously fine. If you can if you can lay on your back and hit the mat like a kid and stomp your feet and and uh, you know I just I, I don't understand like this, is what I'm saying when the, when I say the producer should be released, like I'm, I'm not kidding. Like whoever was, I don't know who it was, Jamie Noble, whatever. I don't care. They deserve to lose their job for this kind
1: of stuff. They really do. Yeah, did. That is ridiculous. Yeah. doesn't make sense.
0: First, first of all, the the tantrum spot, like when you lose and you throw a tantrum, that's for heels for one, which, you know, Natty may be a shoot heel, but you know, she's supposedly in the sympathetic position here. Uh, and two, you just got out wrestled, you know, like, or you should, You that's the spot for when you get wrestled. Like if Shana won with like a small package, then you can be upset that you lost to a wrestling move, but you got knocked the fuck out for three seconds at least. So what are you mad about? You got knocked out. You know, she should have been selling that knee. Um, but you know, I don't know. And then, and then we get, we get our main event, which is our main event is, randy orton challenging edge to our wrestling match i mean what <laughs> what planet are we on you know we don't who cares about wrestling matches we just do short films now that we have music and clowns and brother love and john laurinitis no wait i already said clowns uh just wh- why would we have a wrestling match why would you ch- was this stupid am i wrong
1: see so normally because you don't start with a street fight then go to a wrestling match. You know, normally, you build a street fight. They're kind of going backwards. But I don't know. It, again, it kind of makes sense um, storyline-wise w- with the promo on how, okay, you can bring the best out of me. Let's see if you can give me even a wrestling match. You know, He already lost in a street fight, Speaking, of, you know, Orton in particular. So, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I was hoping this would be over. There's a lot of cool matches I want to see Edge. Involved in, you know, with, with different guys. And I, I'd like to see him go against Orton again. Um, But this, I don't know, hopefully this is the end of it, I guess. I don't know, man.
0: The blow off to a blood feud, a wrestling yeah. match. Hey, let's wrestle. You know, it's not so much like, you know, you're right in a sense. They tried to make it make sense. They tried to explain it. They had Randy Orton explain it. But. The problem is, it's not so much whether it makes sense for us to understand. We're talking about the company that's run by a guy that gets really mad whenever you say the word wrestling. So you had him say it here in this promo a bunch of times like you're trying to sell it. You know, we're, you're trying to sell a wrestling match as if just having your normal match is the stip itself. You know? I I just, I don't know. It's not about what I like or what I think makes sense, even by their own logic, you know, they don't. And and you just had, and like I said, you just had a cartoony, a cartoony, goofy main event on pay-per-view. And now you're expecting like, you're expecting us to buy into this drama with people getting stabbed in the Iowa stairs and people proving who's the better wrestler. You, You can't do both. You can't do both if you're the, the whole business is a rib or you take it serious, you don't get to take it serious sometimes. And then, you know, have Viking basketball other times you don't, you know, you just don't, but I guess you do. Cause look, here we are.
1: Um, well, since they're going, since they're going backwards. So edge won the street fight or wins the wrestling match. Where do you go from there? If you're going backwards, do they, do they see who's better in a pillow fight?
0: Uh, evening gown match. Thumb wrestling. Put pudding match. We could do a pudding match. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for any of those. Because, like I said, this is all this is all bullshit. WWE's a bullshit company, you know. So do whatever you want. Do do whatever you want. Make it as crazy as you want. You know, everything should be a movie. We should never have regular matches again. Um, the WWE should just go to just go to like full. Lucha Underground. Um, Except don't have matches in front of people anymore. Just have all your matches be these movie matches. You know, that's basically what you're saying you want to do. I don't know why you'd ever have a regular match again. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, if you want to watch real wrestling, you know, there's a couple different federations you could check out. Um, And if you want this, you know, ridiculous, goofy bullshit, then keep watching the WWE, keep giving them the money. But um, you know, as you can see by the ratings, yeah, they got a boost because um, you know, Becky Lynch equals ratings, I guess. Uh but it's still on the downward trend overall. We're 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 well under I think they they didn't even get back up to two million, you know, so. And they were damn near like one and a half. These are like TNA numbers, you know, early two thousands.
1: Now, speaking of RAW, did they did they ever explain why Austin Theory and Garza were fighting?
0: No, not that I know of.
1: That was that was weird to me. It was like out of nowhere.
0: I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that if you don't know why they were fighting, then they didn't explain because. Yeah, if anybody was paying attention, it would be you.
1: I guess they're trying to cause tension. They might have a I don't know what pull Austin Theory out and turn him a face, something you know, something weird. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that ain't gonna work. Uh, well,
1: speaking yeah. of Austin Theory, uh, so Dan mathe has got his uh, his YouTube podcast now, and uh, Austin Theory is the guest. So if you want to check that out or not, I'll I'll, ch- I'll check it out at some point.
0: I definitely do not. I will not be checking (laughs) that out. Not even a little bit. Not even a clip. Um, But um, if you've got nothing else, we're going to about wrap it up this week, I think.
1: What about the Undertaker special? Was that good?
0: Oh, yes, good. The Undertaker special. Yes, the Undertaker special.
1: Uh, I saw a 13-minute clip, and I I was very impressed. So I I am going to go back and watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Um, number one, um, it's The Undertaker. Number two, you don't have anything else to do. Number three, uh, you do a wrestling podcast. So,
1: <laughs> so you know, believe it or not, I've actually never really been a big Undertaker fan.
0: Yeah, uh, I can believe it.
1: But, no, but nonetheless, I mean, I, I plan on checking out anyways.
0: Well, you know, the thing about it is like, here's the problem with you thinking like that. It's not just about The Undertaker. There's lots of other people involved in this, in the making of this program. And they, there's probably some people that go on there and talk that you would care about. So, and um, it's a story that you don't really know uh, because these are the kind of things that The Undertaker hides from people because he's a very private person. So, even if you're not a fan of the character of The Undertaker, you don't really know anything about the guy. So this is your chance. And now if you watch this and you don't like the guy, well then you've got all your bases covered, but it'd be a shame if you missed out on it uh, just because of that.
1: Yeah. I like when they pull the curtain back and, you know, seeing the backstage stuff and he really was, you know, opening up and stuff. It, it, it looks pretty good.
0: Yeah. And it's only an hour and they're going to have like four more parts, I guess, um, which is similar. Uh, it reminds me of, so, uh, on ESPN, they're airing a series called "The Last Dance," which is talking about the 1998 Chicago Bulls, which is the last time that um, uh, Jordan played. The last season Jordan played for the Bulls, and um, you know it's it's real big. It's it's a lot. A lot of people are talking about it right now, um, and so that's what's going on. And this is somewhat similar to that because that series is it's supposedly about like that last season and everybody that's all around it. But really what it's about is kind of just a career retrospective of Michael Jordan himself, almost reminding people like, Hey, you guys are sitting here talking about LeBron James. I think you forgot that this guy, uh, you will never know exactly who, how famous this guy was and what he did for the sport. Um, and you can make a parallel for the undertaker like that. Like we all took the undertaker for granted, cause he's been around for so long and he's been with us for so long and longer than a lot of people have even, um, you know, a lot of wrestling fans have even been alive. The undertaker has been there. So all they know is the undertaker, um, uh, you know, so it's like an appreciation, not only is it all the other things, like getting the behind the scenes look and, you know, hearing these stories, but it's also an appreciation of a guy, um, that busts his ass for everybody. So, you know what I mean? It's almost like you owe it to the Undertaker to watch this. Really think about it. Did
1: that. you hear that the original idea was for Edge to end the streak? Did you Did you hear about that recently?
0: Um, no, but i've I've heard um, multiple different times where everybody that came up, um, they talked about whether it was time to end the streak or not. Mark Henry. Well, apparently, yeah, apparently. Know,
1: so, like, it was supposed to be Edge, but Edge actually turned it down.
0: I would have. There's no fucking way I beat the Undertaker. Are you kidding me? I'm still mad. I'm still mad about that. You know, the streak was like, the streak was okay. They didn't plan on it at first, but once they got it going and they realized, you know, Hey, we got a streak going, you know, it became like a really cool thing, but it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't the WWE's thing. It wasn't Vince McMahon's thing. It wasn't even the Undertaker's thing. It was our thing. The streak was our thing, the fans thing. And they took it from us. You know, for what? Like it didn't get Brock Lesnar more over. You know what I mean? Only a mark would think that. You know, anybody, anybody that's anybody that has half a brain would be like, well, Brock Lesnar's over. He's he's Brock Lesnar. He was already Brock Lesnar. You yeah. Know? And that that means that like every subsequent match at WrestleMania no longer matters. Like the undertaker having a match at WrestleMania no longer matters. Whereas every other one, it was like, is this the one, is this the one, is this the one, you know, that's the it definitely was always
1: It was always, yeah, the most anticipated match for sure.
0: Right. And there was times where you you're like, no way this guy's going to do it. And they wouldn't, you know, of course there was those, but there was times when, um, you know, you really had to doubt also like, there were times when they could have made it even better and they fucked it up. Like um, when CM Punk, uh, the year that he worked The Undertaker, that was the same year that he lost the championship to The Rock. So yep. that did nothing for anybody um, because The Rock and Cena was their own thing and he didn't need the championship. So if CM Punk had gone into that match with The Undertaker with the 400-something-day streak, then it's like a streak versus streak, right? So then it makes you think a little bit more like, well, whose streak is going to end? You know, somebody's got to end the streak, right? So that made it... But but no, you beat him at the Royal Rumble, and then he just goes into Wrestlemania and it's like, okay, well, it doesn't matter. You know, he's not going to win. And he sure did. Yeah,
1: yeah. See what I, I mean? Remember, I remember thinking at that time, it'd be way more believable to have Punkus champ versus taker. Because you know, Cena in The Rock, I think, kind of sells itself. You know, you don't, need the, you don't need the belt in that match,
0: right? So shit like that, they don't. Like I said, what do we, what do we talk about all the time? Or what do I talk about? They lost, they lost their fucking minds a long time ago. I mean, I don't know why I keep acting like it's news. The point is, um, despite all that, um, and despite despite the disgraceful displays that the WWE has put on over the years, especially concerning the Undertaker the guy himself was always there and he, and he worked hard and he has integrity. So, um, this is, this would give people a chance to see a different side of him. The side that we always kind of hoped was there and kind of hope, you know, we thought we knew was there. And this is kind of just proves like what a good, a good duty is. So I recommend it. I recommend it. I'll be watching all of it. Yeah, for sure. So check that out. Um, and check us out on social media. Um, we're on all the social medias or well, some of them um, I'm at opinion, Haver everywhere. And Sergio, you are at.
1: Yeah. So Instagram, you can find me at um, Sergiozilla and Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Sergiozilla.
0: All right. So that's going to do it for us this
1: week. We have been two in and we are now out.